Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Post-separation abuse around the world at the moment seems to be a pandemic. Just recently in the media, something's happened in America and also in Australia. Today, we are going to be there for you and talk you through some great information that uh, we've discovered, which is an adaptation of the power and control a domestic violence wheel that is the Duluth model that's approved by most domestic violence agencies. But today we're going to be looking at a new model called the post-separation economic power and control wheel that has been developed by the University of Glasgow, a lady named Jen Glinsky, who's doing her thesis at the moment on this topic. The beauty of this wheel today is that it encompasses a lot of things that we are seeing people write into us Mm. about that they don't know how to deal with it. So today what we're going to do is we're going to go through hopefully four and then in another part, uh, part two episode, we're going to do the other four and we're going to talk about what the types of post-separation abuse you can be experiencing are and how you can... uh, be proactive about it and also protect yourself if it's happening to you. So welcome, Mum. Thanks for coming to this episode today. Hello, Laura. It's a bit of a sad topic. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all well. It is. And it's really important if anybody is triggered by any of this or they're going through any type of thing that we mentioned today, please consider ringing 1-800-RESPECT. If you are still in a situation that is dangerous, then please ring the police or 1-800-RESPECT and and get some help. But we, of course, are here to help you, support you emotionally and give you some facts and some information. And you get to talk to mum, our amazing lawyer. So hopefully she can provide some general advice. But again, everybody's situation is different and your most important thing is safety. Isn't that right? It Mom? is. And and we know we've got a lot of listeners um, around the world in different countries. Um, each of your countries will have, I think, an, an emergency line for you to ring if you're in domestic violence, but it's never hopeless. Um, that's what we mm. want you to know. We're here for you. And, and we know countless people who've been through this and survive and thrive. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting, mum, with post-separation abuse. So we have done episodes about it before, but I want to get into the nitty gritty about this post-separation abuse because what seems to be happening is, you know, people think, oh, that means they turn up to your house and they punch you in the face after, after you've left. Mm. Uh, but, but these, these things that we're going to be looking at are all about economic power and control where they're using institutions and manipulating mm-hmm. loopholes and, and using the children. Yep. And I think that's really important that we kind of go into this space because it's not much spoken about. It, it's the sneaky, cowardly form of abuse. Um, and they usually do something that technically they are allowed to do, but they do it mm-hmm. uh, with a different purpose and they do it so often. And so consistently that becomes actual abuse of you. So, yes, it's very hard to, to prove, but we have ways. All right. Well, let's go into the the abusing the court process, manipulating institutions, the banking issues, and how all of these can 
cause problems for people within like their employment and their education and just being able to live a normal life. Mm. So let's talk about this manipulating institutions and we will get into the, you know, the post-separation abuse with the court system because that is a very common one. But there's other, this one that she's got in the wheel is called manipulating institutions, using loopholes in legislations to protect their assets, becoming unemployed or self-employed to avoid spousal support or child support, refusing to pay child support despite having financial resources, concealing or refusing to disclose actual income, tax fraud to avoid financial obligations and falsely reporting for benefit, you know, for the benefit of fraud. That happens so often. Can you talk a little bit about what you've seen? Explain that because it doesn't make much sense to me. And then let's talk about how you can protect yourself from it. Yeah. Abusing, I love the way they go abusing with A, B in in brackets, uh, the court processes. And that's a pretty, it's a good example of what they do. They just do something they normally could do but they do it with malice. So manipulating institutions is one way of doing things. They'll have trusts. They'll um, put money, uh, if it's you're doing a financial settlement, they'll hide money in um, in uh, safe deposit boxes that you don't have access to. Leaving their job is a classic way of doing it. And it's really cutting off their nose despite their face. But their bottom line sometimes is they're not going to pay what they're that they need to pay and they're prepared to do anything to stop that. And of course, if you're the person who's trying to get your property settlement or get your uh, child support from this person, it's it's an absolute nightmare. So, and it shouldn't be that hard, but yeah. So they've finally identified that those blockages that they throw in the way of you getting your proper entitlements and your children getting your proper entitlements is actually abuse. Mm, because I guess in, in a way, it's basically saying, no, you're not getting my help because I refuse to financially like give anything to you because I want you to suffer for leaving Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And it's saying yeah. no to you in many, many different ways. It's saying no to you. Mm. And it's kind of, I used to call it, if you don't love me anymore, you must be crazy. That's what they mm. used to think. I used to think it was. But actually, I think the reporting the parent, child or the, sorry, their ex say to their family and say, oh, you really need to look out for Joanne. She's gone off the rails. I don't know what's wrong with her. And they usually get to them first. That's another way of undermining you post-separation mm. where mm. they take your support away. And I guess some people have that the dilemma then if they're going through court to go, well, look, I have a feeling or I know he's hiding mm. or she's hiding all this money. Before we keep going, though, to clarify, the the thesis has shown that this predominantly happens to women. Yes, so we're going to men. use the shame yep. word. Yeah, and it. it's mostly men that do this. But I know there's good men out there and I know there's some very not nice ladies out there mm. as well. So let's be fair, but we're going to use the she term for this. So, you know, some people are in that process and in our other episodes, we say, you know, weigh up the, the anguish, weigh up the issues. Do you, do you want to sit there and, and forensically investigate everything or is it better to walk away? So what should people be doing in those situations where they that, that their ex is just constantly putting up roadblocks, not mm-hmm. disclosing, creating new trust, burying money in the backyard in a tin? Like what what do you say to your clients who have that happening it's to them? It's very hard. Uh, one thing I will say, if you've got that sort of personality in your ex-partner, don't waste too much time in uh, letters and mediation. Uh, they'll come to mediation probably, but only to stonewall and bully you usually. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. you need to get into the court system and use the teeth of the court. They've, they issue subpoenas where necessary and get to the bottom of their situation. It's kind of like 
you ask and they're not going to tell, so then you just find out for yourself. There will always be those people who have cash under the peach tree in a tin or under the sink. Mm. I think years and years ago, one fellow had $12,000 under the sink. My client knew about it, but it never turned up and thing. We just cut our losses and go. I mean, to be honest, this was a bit unkind, but if during your relationship you've been a quiet observer of your partner's cheating, partner mm. business partners dodging tax and so forth even though you may have been in a coercively controlling relationship the court won't absolve you and they'll say well it was what was doing through the through the relationship so if the books don't show for instance the proper value of the business well you got the benefit of that through paying less tax through the marriage so so that's sort of some stuff you can't most stuff you can mm. find out um, with subpoenas and then prepare your own sort of truth um, if there's a little bit of, uh, there's stuff you can't prove, you work out uh, how much it means to you to prove those last little things or whether it's you're prepared to settle and get out on a reasonable basis. And we'll put a link to the DIY disclosure episode, which does really well mm. for people to just do some of their own searches. Yeah. They can use some of their tech in the world to find these things in a legal way, uh, not illegal, in a legal, a legal way. way. Yes. So that is something you can do. And I, I hear you, Mum, you're saying, yes, that if this is happening to you, you probably just have to go to court and use mm. the court's teeth. But the problem with that is these type of people either one, don't have access to money because that's one of the other bits of the wheel, yeah. the banking issues, or two, when they get to court, and then the other bit of the wheel is they use the court processes uh, to co continue abusing them. So that's the next part of the wheel. Mm. It says purposely using court processes and procedures to exhaust her savings and income through child contact, divorce, property, settlement, disputes, not appearing in court, resulting in adjournments, withholding required documents and making pay legal fees. Mm. So so that that and that is a huge There's one. More. That's a huge There's one. More. There's so much more. I know. <laughs> and it's look, I, I feel like if that's happening to like I know this lady in America that was happening, she was always in court, mm. always in court, always winning it, but he was always bringing applications yeah. and then she had to prove it. No, it's wrong. And then, you know, but, and, and people go, well, there's no harm in that. But if someone's bringing applications every five seconds and you're constantly living your life thinking, I've got to document this just in case they take me to court, like that poor lady, I can see how that can have a huge effect on you. Is the court doing anything to pay attention to this nonsense? Yeah, in Australia, yes, yes. I had okay. the honour um, of appearing before the Chief Justice the, um, just <laughs> just a few days ago. And uh, yes. he, his. Did you tell him we said hi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and he um, he had a little, I guess, a little um, speech that he gave, and he said mm. that he's very pleased with the way that the changes in uh, the Australian court system have been going. That brings these matters to trial quickly. They've limited the number of subpoenas that can be issued. They've limited the number of interim applications that can be brought. And if a lawyer right. or a um, or even a party to the proceedings is found to constantly be lying um, and you prove it, like in the case of that lady you're talking about in America, the court then can take steps to stop them doing it. So they can either declare like them a vexatious litigant or say that they are mm. simply not allowed to file anything else until the next one. Oh, wow. um, and every time that they lose one of these little cases, ultimately in the trial, 
their credibility is damaged. So ultimately, you you will usually get redemption and feel satisfied at a trial. But it's a question of how expensive it is to get there. Um, the court also uses costs against them now. So she should have been getting the costs from him in Australia if she was getting him to pay her legal fees. Just in case anyone not listen to anything yeah. else. So cost means if you've had to go to court to defend yourself mm-hmm. against some nonsense that's not legit, the judge can then order your ex who's doing the abuse to pay you your all the fees that it well, costs you to of, get yeah, to that. So pay you what it costs to file and a percentage or all of the money that you paid for lawyers. So so that the court is very aware there was no conversation about post-separation abuse uh, even 10 years ago, Laura. Even, Laura, when okay. we started this podcast That's true. only now that they're beginning to name it and then i found with the the our legal systems once you name it then they will start finding ways to deal with it um, so it's it's with abusing the court system and i know what you're saying you're saying great the court's starting to notice it but people might not be listening in australia yeah. they might be overseas as well i think one of the best ways to protect yourself from this and and if we can learn anything from what's happened just recently mm-hmm. in the events in America and I'm sure it's happening in Australia and it just doesn't country. make the news yeah. you need to take care of your mental health because when someone is constantly filing things and saying bad things about you it must ruin your core understanding of yourself to constantly defend yourself. If you think of it, because I used to be a teacher, if you constantly said to a kid and there was a whole class and there was just, everyone was noisy, but you kept saying to that one kid, you're a bad kid, you're a bad kid, you're a bad kid. You hear all those stories of people in the future that say, my teacher told me I was a bad kid and it made my life terrible. Mm. So what words are said about you, whether they're true or not, can affect your core being. And if it's on repeat, it can affect your core being. So the best thing you can do for yourself so that you are strong enough to go to court, so you are strong enough to stand up for yourself, is to see a psychologist to protect your peace and to keep your inner self strong. Absolutely. And know that who you are is who you are and that your ex needs help and what he says or what she says isn't the truth. So it's really important to know that it's your, it's you that's going to make the difference mm. in the end to surviving this. But it's not fair that anyone has to do that. Like, no. It just makes me so angry. But, but you're right, Laura, uh, you're right. That that protecting your mental health. And, and it, it seems to be so much harder because this person who's telling you this knows you well because you because you were a couple, may have had children together. It's almost like yep. in the morning you've woken up next to someone and their first words to you are about how crap you are as a mother, as a cl- cl- housework, as a person. Like, you know, it just gets into your inner being and it's very hard to extract yourself from that. So I remember someone said, don't buy into their crazy. Just don't buy into mm. their crazy. They're wrong about a lot of things and you've proved it you're able to prove it with documents and they're wrong about you. Um, and yeah. another reason for protecting your mental health is these people are continuing the abuse of the children through damaging your capacity to properly parent. So if if when they send you something, you go into a spin and then you're a little bit absent-minded or maybe a little bit cranky or a little bit upset or sad or whatever, 
that that mm. impacts on the kids. Remember, oh, it's taking away from the children's. So, so I think it's important not to feel bad uh, yourself if you are feeling that no, that's affecting you, you and affecting your parenting. Yeah. But be aware and get support. And I think if you can do that. Then you can get to that trial and then the comeuppance can happen. And I think that's just the problem. I think it's just that everyone needs to listen and know that if you're going through abuse in family court or any of the courts, the comeuppance will happen. You've just got to hold on because the courts are aware now. So as long as you can keep yourself mentally strong and ride the wave Mm. and, and I think maybe that, you know, find strategies to put in place where you get it out of your head and just don't think about it for five minutes. I think actually that the speeding up of the court process from an average, I think it was really three years. Now it's, it's, they're trying to get it in less than 12 months. Um, that means mm. you've only got to hold on that long before they do get their comeuppance and the truth comes out and all that poppycock mm. and nonsense that the court hasn't had time to make findings on about whether it's true or not um, will all come mm. back to to bite them in the bum. So you've just got to keep strong. If, um, if you're struggling, uh, get as much help as you like. Don't be embarrassed to tell people. What a jerk your ex is. I mean, don't put it on the rooftop. Don't do it on social it's media. Not, no, don't put it on social media. But it's not your guilt. Yeah. It's them. Mm. It's really you've probably mm. through the marriage covered up when they've been, you know, you yeah. know who. I, I would, I would say there's a lot of people out there where you don't want to talk about that no. kind of thing because no, but but I think it's right if if you've been in a relationship where you've spent the whole time hiding the bad stuff. There can be, uh, I've met some people who who just stay in that pattern and continue to hide the bad stuff, even though they're no longer in the relationship. But if they didn't hide the bad stuff anymore and shared it with others, then they probably would get more support and they wouldn't be alone. Yeah. Now, we talked about children before, mum, and that's one of the, one of the other parts of this wheel for post-separation mm. abuse. And again, this isn't the the official one. This is the edited one by the the lady in Glasgow, but it's all about using children. So instead of them paying for activities or needs of the children, if they make you pay or her pay, they're spoiling the children with expensive gifts to make the other person feel inferior. They're encouraging children to, to shame the mother for finances, refusing to share basic resources for the children, refusing to contribute to additional expenses linked to the children. So there's a there's a whole wedge there in oh, the post separation yeah. economic power and control about using children, and and I and it really never gets talked about. Well, does it, it doesn't, and, and and because a lot of it can happen post separation. But listen, if you're coming up to a court event, that those are good headings for paragraphs. Print them in bold and give the True. examples. I I True. I find it so sad when you have these women who are struggling. Uh, they're not getting the proper child support. The father's got trusts and companies and so forth, so they've got plenty of money. So mum's spending what she can get on groceries and basic electricity and rent and so forth, and the father, not contributing to that, just lavishes them with expensive gifts. It's it's heartbreaking, mm. and and mm. there's. You feel bad for your kids. The kids start to look at you funny. And also, too, they do mm. talk to the children about you and rubbish you to the children. And, again, we're all trying to be good parents here. We're not trying to involve, trying not to involve the kids in this tug of war, but he is. And so mm. that's uh, – I think they're just trying to get into your headspace and keep being relevant in your life. And go, don't forget me. Don't no, forget yeah, me. I'd like to do this today. I think – I swear mm. – 
one person I know has got a calendar and just ticks off. <laughs> when to now, if you look client. at that wheel, mm. and we'll put the wheel in the show notes, yeah. that using the children in that oh. sphere, the, the consequences that cause the economic abuse at the economic part of it is actually in that square, it's saying bankruptcy. Yep. And I'd say the reason for that is because you know, she is paying for all the activities. Mm. She's, um, you know, she's trying to maybe, maybe some, some of you out there are thinking, oh, well, he got her this, I don't know, a, a brand new this. I should probably maybe um, use some of my savings to get something else because I feel bad because he got such an amazing gift and putting yourself into debt uh, to try and maybe think to, to, to make up for it. Um, and, and I think it's, it's an, it's a fine line. For people, and I think yes, there's legal support, and yes, hopefully you will get to the court, and yes, they will hopefully give you a distribution of funds or spousal maintenance or whatever. But in the meantime, you have to live within your means, yeah. and you've got to. Again, it comes down to mental health. They're playing those little games. Put the wheel on your on on your back of your toilet door if the, if you don't share it with the kids, and just go. Oh, what bingo has he done today? Yes. And then maybe that will take a bit of the power away, a bit of the fear away, because you know it's going to happen. And and go and have a budget, know how much money you can spend, and show your kids love. Because do you know what? I think kids aren't stupid. Yep. <laughs> like I don't think they're that dumb. They, they want look. <laughs> they'll take the gifts. Um, but yep. if you, um, I, I've seen people in the past, like you said, show them like go on adventures that involve a picnic. Mm not sort of buying soft drink, buying chips, buying stuff because that can but if you they'll remember those times better. Uh, um, yeah, and build a little will, fairy house with sticks and sticks and leaves yeah, and, and rocks really that you find in the park. It's really good for your mental health to spend the day at the beach mm. or spend the day in the park, you know. Um, another sort of abuse that I've seen, one of the worst cases really was. You know you could find us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. We're there waiting for you right now. If you want to get more out of the divorce course, all you have to do is go to the Divorce Course Podcast at Facebook or TikTok or the Divorce Course on Instagram. There we share bite-sized pieces of information and bite-sized inspiration and motivation to help you through this difficult time. Come and join our community and let us know you've joined. We'd love to see you there. Um, another sort of abuse that I've seen, one of the worst cases really, was on Christmas morning, I think I told you about this, the lady opened her door, but a knock opened the door. No one was there, but there was a box with a puppy and she didn't want oh a dog. God. And the kids were so excited. Puppy had a col- like a little bow and um, and then she was up for vet fees and cleaning up wee and poo. Mm. And so there, there are many and myriad ways they can use children and children's emotions. Hopefully when the children grow up, they realise it. But the nice thing about our court is now, hopefully, it won't go for too long. I, in saying that, though, Ma, I think even after court is over, I still think that element of the wheel is there. Yes. And I, I, you go on our community group, you go on our Facebook group, there, there are people that are dealing with this on the daily, TikTok in particular. Yes. You know, there's a reason why there's the term Disney dad. Mm. It's because it's, they've been doing this for a mm. long time. So I guess you've got to get some strategies in place, show the kids like mum said, show the kids you love them and all they want is time with you. Mm. You know, mum, the times I remember when I was a kid that I loved the most yes. was doing, we had a, you had a Jane Fonda record <laughs> exercise 
and doing exercises with you in the lounge room and doing like the, the, the you know, what a fool for this and doing the little exercises. I love that. And I look back on that and I love those How times, fun. you know. That was free. That was it free. It was absolutely you know? free. I can tell you I had no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who's doing exercises on records these days? I don't know. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because it seems uh, in in some of my friends that I have that had parents that separated and that abuse happened to the mum, they are now suffering that with the parent. So I think once the kids are older and they, are, they have their own aut- autonomy, they can drive, they can do their mm. own things – that same level of power and control then moves on to the children as they're adults. So, and then you will be there for them to say, I've been there. I can mm-hmm. help you. This is how we deal with mm-hmm. it. But, but at least your kids love you for the right reasons. <laughs> you know, you know, and kids love their parents no matter, no matter what. what. You just got to no yeah, help them. Be de- I think Jess Hill has done a really good job of of raising awareness of coercive control in Australia. So as we speak, Laura, uh, they were going Mm. to, I think I mentioned that the Attorney General's Department had said that they thought this new law would be through by Christmas. Um, There Mm. have been some hiccups you might have read in the Parliament. Dang it. Yeah. What hiccups, Mother? Who do we go and knock on the door? Michaela Cash. (laughs) She met with Sue Price, who is uh, one of the dad's group's uh, right, initial people, the day before uh, they voted it down. And I understand from the, that's what I, my understanding is this, so it may not be true, I've read it in The Australian, and I understand that Peter Dutton arranged the introduction. So right to those two. Okay. Are they parliament yes, members? Peter Dutton yes. is the leader of the opposition okay. at the moment in Australia, and Michaela okay. Cash is, is a minister. So, so- it was her that ended up not letting it get well, voted through? Or yeah, I think that that's the, the, the Liberal Party vote. just didn't vote it through. And I think they've been misled, um, I dare mm. say. And we need a lobby group. This is the... This presumption of equal shared, equal shared care. Presumption. presumption of equal shared parental responsibility leading to 50-50 basically care um, in most circumstances. And that um, has been identified through the um, Law Reform Commission as being um, damaging to the children and that we need mm. to look at all of the best interests of the children. The first, the, the having equal shared care um, it, presumption is more about between the parents rather than what's good for the kids. And we've had 17 years, wow. Laura, of kids trooping backwards and forwards between houses um, because the court and the lawyers have interpreted the legislation to be 50-50 no matter what or almost no matter mm-hmm. what. So um, uh, Anthony Albanese is our Prime Minister. He's a child of a single relationship, a single parent, and he mm-hmm. was he's very productive and, and proactive about this. So I'm hoping they can work through their differences. Maybe I'll find her parliamentary email address and I'll put it in the show notes. If anybody wants to send an email to her to explain the situation that you're being put through because of this assumption of 50-50, because I do notice that we don't have any women's rights groups. We just have a crap out of men. And when the the legislation went through 17 years ago, there were um, people on there who represented this group that surprises mm-hmm. with. Um, there are other avowed men's rights activists who were on the panel. Um, there were only about two, I think I've talked about, who could even 
vaguely be considered uh, for women. So maybe, mm. Rose, we need to go to Canberra and tell her, <laughs> ring up and see if we can get, get an appointment because we yes. can represent yeah. thousands of, of women. We, we, could pr- we could provide every, everybody's story. Mm. We just go, here, read this, mm. read this. All right, okay, so let's go back to the Sorry. will. Yep. Um, that's all right. No, but and and I look. Look, this is another one. Using emotional abuse, mm. criticizing every purchase that she makes for her children, blaming her for her children's financial hardship and shortcomings, shaming her for re- reduced finances, causing emotional distress or dread over finances. So it's 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 still you know this economic control mm. because it is kind of the one thing you can't get away from if you have kids. Yeah. Once you step away from your ex. They still, you still kind of need to negotiate yeah. money. So uh, there's a huge thing on TikTok of of shaming mums for wanting child support. Oh, but even a huger thing, you've got yeah, well, we copped it a lot mm. actually on the on the TikToks that we've done about child support. But you know, oh, she got her nails done and she got her hair done. You know, she should have kept all that money for her children. And but no one thinks about how that works because. She would have got her hair and her nails done whether she'd had kids well, or not. Well, let's bust that myth, Rose, because okay. what you, the child support is not meant to be put in a little account and used only for things for the children. You're paying the mortgage for your property or your rent. You're paying for electricity. You're paying for their internet access um, and all of those things. And you can't ride around on a motorbike. You've got kids. You've got to have a car big enough for the kids, reliable. So that money goes into your general budget to help you do all of those things. So that is a, a weird misunderstanding of economics and, and shows fairly low on, fairly low intelligence or, or care um, on the part of those people who say those things. That's disgusting. I think on a higher level of financial control, um, whether the ex is, you know, like you said, they have 70 trusts and mm. three companies and they're, they're earning squillions and they're driving around in a BMW with a, I don't know, in a mansion, but they somehow don't pay child support or they're just not paying child mm. support. That level of abuse, that is actually quite prevalent in Australia, it I've is. noticed. Like there's a lot of people saying that to mm. us and I think that's another way of controlling you what do you say to the women that are experiencing that level of control where it's just they just give you a little bit and then nothing and give you a little bit and then nothing well I I call that good girl bad girl they'll just give it to you when you're doing what they want and then not when they don't want something Um, first thing is although in Australia they prefer you to privately collect from your ex don't get the agency to collect from them Use the review processes, no matter how exhausting it is and no matter how often they they object to things, keep using your review processes as far as you can. Don't give up um, because they'll take the heat. So review process, so you ring up child support and you say this is ridiculous. It's not true. I know for a fact that this person is going on overseas trips or they've got a I know there is no way this person is earning this much money. This is ridiculous. So then they will say, okay, well, you need to object or mm-hmm. challenge or 
And then the review process happens. So you have to fill in some forms, but they'll give you the forms to fill in. They'll tell you which ones. And then once you fill in those forms, somebody's job in the child support office is to then go and have a look at it all. And the beauty of that, isn't it, mum, is that they, the child support office has access to tax records, bank accounts, and it's, and they will be the person that has to worry about that rather than you having to worry about that. All you've got to do is keep strong enough to lodge the objections as you need to. And, and I mean, sometimes people, uh, on, like sometimes the coercive control people just count on the bombarding with so much crap that you almost give up, you know. They, they make that crazy normal and, and you're like, I, I, can't, I can't keep going. But I, I say to people, if you can, do keep going. Because once once you nail them down once, they might not try that again because it's not a good experience for them to lose on that point. And it's not for you. It's not for you. And as much as it might make you almost sick to get money from <laughs> from them, it's it's money for the kids. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think that's really important to remember. It's money for mm-hmm. the kids. And I think the shame culture, I've done a I've done a little rant on it on TikTok. The shame culture that happens at the moment where which is basically just every every possible person who doesn't want to pay child support is just pushing this culture so that hopefully no one will ask for it. It's not about us, it's about our kids. Yep. It is it is literally about our kids. And why why hold back to protect their fragile ego or so that they can have more money? Why hold back mm. when you can do that for your kids? So if you change your mindset to I'm doing this for the kids, yes. put your foot down. And and someone did ask just the other day in an email about uh, child support court. And is that, that is, it a, is thing. a thing. So it's not in family court, no. it's in another so, court. Yeah. So, child, which, yeah. so can you explain that a little okay, bit? Okay, so child support issues... One of the incomprehensible long, long letters with the number somewhere in it what, that your ex is supposed to pay. Then behind the scenes, maybe your ex partner's lodged some amendment or estimate of income, and then you get another letter with a different amount. Okay, and that's where you might ring up and say, "Hang, hang on, this isn't right." And they go, "Oh, we'll fill in this form." You fill it in. They look at it. They make a decision. If they, you don't like the decision, or more usually the other side doesn't like the decision, your ex, um, they may ask for a, a review by a more senior person to review that decision by a more junior person. But if that isn't successful for whoever, um, you have the option of taking it then to the Administrative Appeals Tribunal, which is a, a, a court that oversees um the conduct of public service service servants and also the decisions made in the, in their capacity. Only then, if that doesn't work, can you bring such an application then to the family court under usually one one seven of the Child Support Act. So you've got lots, and you've got um, the appeal, the appeal, the review. You can do all by yourself normally. By you don't need to go. They're not functioning. That you don't go and and stand in front of them. And even the Administrative Appeals Tribunal, a lot of people do that on their own. They're not a judge. It's a group of people you're talking to. By phone usually? Yeah, I think it is by phone usually, yes. So Okay. All right. So there are some things. You can stand up to it. Make sure that you, you know, you still, again, protect your mental health. Yeah. Now, there are 
a, a whole bunch of other things that we want to talk about in our next episode okay. on this topic, yep. um, which is using economic abuse, um, withholding personal documents, uh, you know, blocking access to joint accounts, racking up debt in your name, coercion and threats, you know, trying to coerce the children, threatening you about the children, using harassment and intimidation, mm-hmm. also in the banking place as well. We haven't talked about no. that, refusing to sign yeah. things in the and banking arena. And emotional abuse as well, yeah. Yes, there's so there's a there's a whole bunch more of that circle that I would really like to talk to you about. And I know, look, I feel like we're not offering many solutions in this, but what I think, what I want people to know is you're not alone, and that this is happening to enough people in the world that someone from Glasgow University has created it. Yes. So it, it's it's a thing. You're not crazy. and the court is starting to recognise it. And the law yes. lawmakers are starting to recognise it, so yes. I, I'm I'm excited I, about this because, and and don't forget if it's if it's really terrible if you get a really lot of terrible letters, find that app that allows them to be read out in celebrity voices. Or I've heard another new hack. Yeah. <laughs> if you're getting bombarded, and we've got an episode called "Bombarded Bombarded with Legal Letters," or do I really have to respond yeah. to that? The co-parenting episode. I'll put those in the show notes if you want to listen to those. But you can get the AI <laughs> or ChatGPT or one of the AI to respond to all of their crazy, and you don't even have to type anything. So you could like use AI to respond to them, and that takes a little bit away. But I think the most important thing I want, and I hope to anyone who's listening out there, uh, wherever you are in the world, do not give up, do not lose hope. There are uh, enough people in the world that care, and I think the more we speak up. The more we talk, the more we like make our voices heard as a collective of women that are sick of seeing this crap. Um, I think we will, we will see change. And like you said, mum, we are seeing change mm-hmm. and it's, it's up to us to help the next generation or even help this generation if it's moving fast enough to, to, to make our voices heard and to talk about this stuff and, and, but I think it's important as well that you know that you're not alone and we will continue to be here to help and offer help to anyone who needs it. Uh, we're always here. And there's like, oh, I forgot to say, Mum, there's a, this is our 102nd, 102nd episode ever. Oh, my goodness. So we actually... We, we forgot that we did a hundred <laughs> and we didn't even say anything, but, yeah, but this is our hundred and second wow. episode. So thank you, mum, for all of the knowledge that you've shared, because I know it's helping people. I know it is because I speak to some of them and so do yeah. you. So if you are out there and you're a listener and this is helping you, maybe you could post this uh, episode on your Facebook page or a community group to let other people know that we exist so that they too don't feel alone. So share it, send it, text it, whatever, and, and get people listening or email that lady that didn't let that parliament thing go through. So the some presumption of 50-50 you know, is now. I know, yeah. I know Peter Dutton. I might see if I can set up yes, an appointment Peter. with him. He sat in our house one day. Remember back when he was a young, yes, young lad, a young lad. So, and yeah. and so, um, next time I'm in Brizzy, I might book an appointment with him. I and think, you can come I with think me I might come with we'll him, him. him. <laughs> in a gentle way. He's been misled. 
They're being misled. It has been misled. <laughs> and maybe, I mean, it seems like the Prime Minister of Australia is on, on yes, it, he is. Uh, which is good. And, you know, I'm I'm not of any political persuasion. This isn't a political no. thing at all. And most parties get it wrong most of the time. But if you do have a member in your area that you can email or call and just say, hey, I, you need to be speaking louder for this because I think half of our problem is that everyone is not talking about well, it. It's always been well, There are two reasons why we don't talk about it, Laurie, uh, well, three really. One is we're just ashamed, right? Mm. Two is we'd spent a relationship covering up their bullshit, um, mm. sorry, their whatever mess. And, and the third thing is, if you're in court or about to go to court, there are restrictions on you being able to use your story that might identify um, the children. So you've got to be so careful. Um, looking at Section mm. 121 of the Family Law Act, you've got to be very careful not to, to use real names. So, and, mm. and I guess too, when we're in it, when it's really, really terrible, we're just mm. we're just keeping on swimming. We're keeping on swimming. We haven't got time to like crusade to save the world. We're just trying to save that's ourselves right. and our kids. Yeah, mm. and I think that's why it's important to look after your mental yeah. health. Let us be your advocates. Let us go and do that yelling at people for you in a mental nice way. Persuasion. Yeah. I tell you what, Mum, I, I wouldn't want to be Peter Dutton if you walked into his office and you, even in your nice lady way, you're going to tell him what's for and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yep, I'll, I'll email um, him. Yeah, if you're listening, um, unlikely. <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> And we'll keep you posted, everyone, because we will be doing part two of this episode of this topic because we haven't finished the whole wheel. Um, but you know what? Print it out, stick it on your door, stick it in your yep. diary, and play bingo. Cross out um, each one as they do might, it. Yeah, it might also be very helpful for you to present their behaviour in court yeah. and say, "Look what they've been doing." Not, don't give them the wheel, but highlight the yep. things that they have been doing. <laughs> In your and, and it's kind of like remember we had the with the um, narcissist playbook. This mm. is kind of we, we're beginning to formulate the uh, abuser so post separation abusers mm. playbook. Yeah, list mm, of hints for them. Okay. Yeah. I will put the Narcissus Playbook for court mm. as well in our show notes as well. That is a very popular topic. All right. Thank you, Mum, so much for no your worries. time. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you are listening and this is really hard for you, please ring 1-800-RESPECT. Mm. Uh, you can ring Lifeline or, or whatever the helpline is in your country if you're feeling sad, alone. And also you can just pick us up and listen to another episode and we'll be back with you in just and a I'm moment here to tell you, you you will make it through and you might be able to make a difference for other women yeah thank you everyone take care sending our love Bye. if you found this podcast helpful we'd love it if you could rate review and subscribe by doing so you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation and remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording